1: It went from, oh, I'll get around to contacting Trevor Health. I think as soon as the video was over, I called and we started the ball rolling and uh, I got connected with Dr. Matthews. And from there, everything just took off in in such a beneficial way to me. She listened and she developed a plan with my input that was felt tailor-made to me and my problem, which was fantastic. It's a night and day difference. The hyperacusis is pretty much gone. I don't think about it almost ever. Uh, it has to be really quiet for me to hear the tinnitus.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the tinnitus relief podcast. Today's episode will focus on hyperacusis. I'm joined by Joel. Joel developed significant hyperacusis over two years ago, ended up watching a video on YouTube about a success story from a woman named Loretta, who was a patient of ours at Treble Health. Joel eventually worked with our team at Treble Health and over about an eight month period, improved his hyperacusis about 90%. So that's the success story we'll talk about today. Joel will share his tips, his story, and hopefully if you're listening and you have hyperacusis or sound sensitivity, you'll take some actionable strategies and get some relief yourself. So Joel, take us back to when this all first started, what were the symptoms that you experienced when the hyperacusis was bad, What kinds of sounds were triggering you in your home and at your workplace?
1: Okay. Uh, Well, it started in May of 2021 with what felt like an ear infection. I I didn't even know what hyperacusis was when all of this started. I went to the doctor. They gave me some drops. They said they didn't see an infection, but they gave me drops. And it didn't seem to work, but uh, I teach high school, so it was the loud noises were really kicking in at home and definitely at school. But summer started, and so my summers are a lot quieter. So it, it seemed like everything kind of went away for a few months. When school started again, that's when things really started to show themselves of the, the hyperacusis, that is. I would go home with migraines from, you know, just the, the setting of my classroom being as loud as it is. and loud, sharp noises tended to be the thing that hurt the most. I went to an ENT. I got my first hearing test and I, I didn't realize how much of a problem it was. I knew it was a problem, but uh, they put me in one of those little rooms where there's no sound so that you put the ear plugs in and they do a hearing test because I was really worried I was going to lose my hearing because, again, I didn't know what any of this was. And when they put me in the room and they closed the door and I heard no sound, it felt so peaceful. I joked that uh I asked if I could stay in the room because it was so great. My NT's great. She told me to um to help dampen the noise, put little bits of cotton in my ears, which which helped take the edge off quite a bit. There there was an immediate reaction uh or, or an immediate relief rather, right then and there. And but it was still a problem. At school, sharp noises, claps, fire alarms, uh, anything like that. And at home, it was you know I have two younger ones, and they tend to be loud at times. There are the clanking of dishes, uh, any kind of sharp noise would hurt, and loud noises, of course, of any kind were, were pretty bad. And it got to the point where my ENT sent me to specialist. Um, that didn't work. I was. I went to do, uh, I went to a holistic place and they gave me um, a myriad of, of things to try. Um, none of that worked. The specialists were kind of at a loss. And during that time, I actually took a sabbatical from school. And that was pretty scary because I didn't know, if, I, I couldn't teach under the situation I was in. It, it, it hurt that much. So I I, I went on sabbatical and r- was really worried. That I was never going back into the classroom because I, I couldn't keep doing it in the condition I was in. I was going home with a headache every single day, and uh, it just wasn't sustainable. And that's the time where I went to see specialists. It didn't seem to work. Uh, I went to see a psychologist because uh, all of the ear specialists said, "Nope, it's not. It's not the ears. Your ears are fine." And uh, we tried. Uh, hypnosis, meditation and things like that, which seemed to help a little uh, enough to where I could eventually go back to work after a few months. But I was still having to deal with it. And for about half a year, I spent my teaching career as this is my new normal. I had cotton in my ears and I was just doing my best. My kids were actually really awesome about it. They really tried. They would fuss at each other when a student would clap or scream or, you know, you'd like woohoo when they won a game we were playing they were really awesome and so they i just figured this was my new normal and that was it uh until the early summer of uh 2022 when i i saw I, I, again i i thought i need to figure out how to do this so i got on youtube i typed in hyperacusis uh by this time tinnitus had also developed so i just started uh doing a search in YouTube and, and your channel popped up and I was like, okay, this sounds similar to what I'm having. Maybe these people can help. Right. Uh, I I went on the website I went on a Treble health website and I looked around I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then literally two weeks later, I saw the Loretta video. And when you were interviewing her, it felt like you might as well have been interviewing me. All of her symptoms were the same. All of her problems were the same. And I was um like I was immediately excited. And it went from, oh, I'll get around to contacting Trouble Health. I think as soon as the video was over, I called and we started the ball rolling and uh I got connected with Dr. Matthews and from there everything just took off and in, in such a beneficial way to me so i was very happy about that
0: yeah we're really happy to have worked with you as well and thank you for documenting that story what was it about loretta's story that connected so deeply was it the the symptoms she was experiencing was it the the doubts was it the uh, trying things but not seeing quick results and sort of giving up Uh, tell me more about her story that you connected with and ultimately when you saw that she was able to significantly improve the hyperacusis what did that mean to you
1: when she was describing her her symptoms i i I could have written those myself if i would have put them on on a piece of paper i remember her saying specifically the clanking of plates that one really stuck out uh, because it was often very high-pitched noises loud high-pitched noises was the really the one that hurt the most and uh so when I saw that, it got my attention. When she, when you and she talked about how she was so much better than she was, that's what uh, I got so excited because uh, again, I'd seen holistic folks, I'd seen sci- ear specialists, I've seen psychologists, and none of it seemed. They either shrugged their shoulders and said, "I can't help you." Or the help the psychologist gave, uh, the meditation stuff, the self hypnosis stuff, that was helpful, but it w- it just kind of took the edge off of of my day. It didn't it didn't fix anything, and and I think y'all did, or it, at least at the time, it's like maybe these people can help get past this stage because it was it was taking a toll. You know, my kids couldn't be kids around me. In at least inside the house because it was loud. I love loud music, and that was completely off the table. I enjoy playing guitar as badly as I do. I enjoy it for myself. I couldn't do that because uh, playing some of the higher notes really hurt my ears. So I I was really in a in a a funk, Uh, and so I was willing to try anything, so to speak. And and I had really, and so when I saw how excited she was about the success. I thought there's, there's nothing to lose here. And so I contacted you right away.
0: And then you were paired with one of our audiologists and that was over telehealth. Uh, Her name is Dr. Sarah Matthews. So talk to us about what you learned in those zoom consultations with her uh, being paired with her having sessions. Uh, You'd already had one-on-one sessions with various other health professionals. So was this Mm -hmm. any different and how did it go from there
1: well one reason it took so long to contact y'all was i was really worried that zoom was not going to be a good medium with which to deal with a hearing issue which is what i self-diagnosed it as it turns out that wasn't it it seemed more of a i don't want to say mental issue that's not the right phrase but um cerebral issue and When I met Dr. Sarah, she was amazing, absolutely amazing. I can't give her enough credit for how how much she's done for for me and my family. But she gave me a lot of steps to go through. Not a lot. That's not right. She gave me the tools I needed to gradually, I say gradually, um, but to eventually get my my life back through reducing the hyperacusis and again tinnitus did show up at some point but it was never a a bigger deal the bigger deal was always the hyperacusis that was always the focus and she was amazing at getting that dialed in she did not come in with a pre pre pre-packaged plan this is what we do she she listened to me she made suggestions, she made me feel like I was part of the healing process. I wasn't just the result of the process that I needed to take an active role. And she listened and she developed a plan with my input that was felt tailor-made to me and my problem, which was fantastic. Mm.
0: So you had the bothersome hyperacusis for uh, about one year and then you reached out to our team and you worked with Dr. Sarah for about eight months. So how much better are you today than when the hyperacusis was at its worst? What percentage better are you?
1: It's a night and day difference. I used to constantly, when I left the house, uh, you know, last step before grabbing my keys or grabbing my phone was cotton in the ears, or I tried some other, um, more permanent, uh, earpiece, uh, ear fillers, I guess you could call them. Uh, I kept losing them. So I quit buying them because <laughs> they were, they weren't necessarily cheap, but they were effective. But anyway, I, I had the cotton in my ears and eventually I started forgetting them every once in a while and it was okay. And through the different therapies and you asked me this and we, I got, I sidetracked myself. The two major tools that she gave me was and I forget what the actual names were but what she let me nickname uh sound therapy or maybe that was her term I honestly can't remember where I had that's, these, the, that's, um, that's
0: the correct term sound therapy yeah typically we would put devices on the ears either the uh either tinnitus maskers hearing aids ear level sound therapy devices bone, sometimes bone conduction headphones which is what you ended up using correct
1: I did and so we had this white noise playing to always take the edge off of the sounds around me, which was really, really nice because I teach it having it set up in a on my desk in my class wouldn't necessarily work because I was constantly moving away from it. I tried having my, my phone, which is was the source of my white noise hanging on a lanyard on my chest but I I had to like paper clip it to a button because it would fly all over the place. It wasn't terribly useful. Uh, a friend of mine suggested these and it, it was definitely a game changer. I could listen to the sound therapy all day long, um, just enough to take the edge off to make the tinnitus almost go away. And then the other major therapy that we used was the um what well, we called uh, 15 minutes of loud that's what i nicknamed it I, where and again i'm i'm probably really messing up the terms that she said in a very uh medically sound way but she said that i needed to retrain my brain to not be scared of noise and so i was able to use my guitar to control the amount the the volume of sound that I was reintroducing my my brain to. And so I basically was training myself to not react to the loud noises as I had been. And because of that, I was able to develop a much higher tolerance for sounds around me. And the 15 minutes at this level became 20 minutes at this level. Or 25 minutes at this level it was a gradual increase of sound that i was in complete control of and that seemed to be the the key to it for me was being able to build that threshold up and we've gotten to the point now where there are still things that i would be hesitant to do going to an indoor concert would be would still make me somewhat nervous uh, without any kind of ear protection, cotton in my ears, et cetera. Going to a pep rally in our school gym uh, would not be good. My my administration has been very nice in giving me outside responsibilities during pep rallies. But literally, other than that, I, the hyperacusis is, is pretty much gone. I don't think about it almost ever. Uh, it has to be really quiet for me to hear the tinnitus. You know, we play music in the house uh we we watch movies really loud in the house um so it's been fantastic
0: what percentage better do you think is the hyperacusis
1: oh 90 95% like literally the only things i would be hesitant to do that i normally do or used to do rather would be a loud indoor concert other than that my my life is completely back to normal
0: well i'm really happy to hear this and obviously you did a lot of work to make it happen. Uh, you use consistent sound therapy that's recommended for someone who has hyperacusis and tinnitus or just hyperacusis. And you also learn these other tools, one of them being you know, gentle exposure where you control your exposure to certain sounds in a controlled environment and uh, just increasing that a bit over time. Of course, uh, we want each, each person who's listening to have professional guidance in this because there are details that do matter. Uh, but Joel's story is giving us giving us some tips and some tools uh, for free here on YouTube, which is great. If you're watching this and this has been helpful, please comment on YouTube helpful. And uh, like Joel said, there is hope for hyperacusis. If, if he can improve his case 90 to 95% in less than one year, uh, after it was bothering him for quite a significant amount of time, he'd been to other specialists. They didn't really have many options for him. Uh, I think this story is one of the many that gives us hope uh, for those who have sound sensitivity or hyperacusis. So that's one of our main messages as well as to not give up. And I know it can be frustrating or even dismissive to go to other doctors and be told there's not much you can do. But actually, for those who specialize in hyperacusis treatment, sound sensitivity treatment, uh, there are real solutions out there. Joel, do you have any motivating or uh, words of words of encouragement for the listeners who may may have been in that position you were in uh, about a year ago?
1: Just to not get discouraged, which I was for a while, and it was it was pretty tough. There, it, it can be fixed. It doesn't happen overnight, but um, like I said. Dr. Matthews was, she gave me my life back. And it took work on my part. But uh, if she is an example of your, your staff there, I, I, I couldn't recommend contacting you enough. I've actually found some friends of mine who are having the same problem and I've directed them to you as well. And hopefully they'll get the same results.
0: Thank you so much. And yeah, to anyone who's listening, um, overall, I think Joel's story represents what his individual. Uh, journey so each person's is different and uh you know typically we'd like to have some some good quality earplugs in the ears uh we don't need to rely on cotton i think that was jo- joel's personal twist there um i just wanted to <laughs> i just wanted to add that add that to the conversation uh I, I don't want any of you emailing us in three months saying i've been trying the cotton like joel said and it's not working um <laughs> let's let's have a consultation Let, let's check in so that we can give you individual advice here and just wanted to add that disclaimer Joel thank you so much we really appreciate you and keep it up just keep doing what you've been doing uh maintain the progress you've had keep playing that guitar and you're definitely uh, back to your back to your normal life which is which is excellent uh thank you so much and we hope to have you on perhaps in six months where you can give an an update because we'd like to follow our patients here to make sure that these changes here are lasting as they nearly always do. And I think this is not just a snapshot in time, but we care about you and we want to see your progress continue uh, indefinitely. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you.